Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, back to local sports with you for the next couple of hours. Uh, here on the program today, this is what it looks like. BMW of Des Moines guest list in the first hour of the program. Uh, we're going to talk Hawks and clones. Uh, John Bowenkamp up first of all. Of course, John, multiple outlets he's writing for now. The AP, Hawkeye Nation, IowaCollegeHoops.com. He's been busy posting material uh, over there. We will talk with him at about 1025. Michael Swain back in the rotation. He's one of the Iowa State writers. He's over at 247 Sports. Uh, he will join us about to 1045. Cyclones now finished with their non-conference portion of the schedule. Or I guess they're December because there's been Big 12 play in there as well. They won't play again until they host Baylor. Uh, I believe early in 2021, today's game with Chicago State uh, has been canceled. So we'll talk to Michael Swain, 1045 on basketball, on football. Then Vinny Iyer on the NFL at 1105. Look forward to catching up with Vinny. We'll ask him his uh, fear uh, about losing. He's a Northwestern grad, and, of course, his head coach is rumored to be taking one of the NFL jobs out there. NFL is what Vinny does for a living. He writes for them. Uh, for, covers the NFL at the Sporting News. And then our friend Zubin Mahente from ESPN will slide on in here, and we will go around the world of sports with Zubin, maybe a little NBA, as it is opening night of the NBA tonight. Ready or not, here it comes. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's catching a lot of folks off guard in the fine state of Iowa today that it is opening day in the NBA, but maybe not to the extent it once would have, because after all, there's gambling opportunities mm-hmm. on the NBA now, Trent, and uh, that will uh, maybe uh, bring more people to that sport. But I want to start with... Well, one oh, quick you've note you've got on something. That. Go ahead. I do. Our friends over at DraftKings yes. have uh, one heck of a promotion going on tonight for NBA opening night. Okay, I've told you about these in the past NFL season. What was it? The, uh, the Chiefs opening game. You got like minus or plus 100 on either side. Something very similar here, what they're doing with NBA. You're getting 75 points. <laughs> 75 points. On, on what game? Uh, you could choose between either the Nets Warriors game uh-huh. or the Lakers Clippers. So you get 75 points on either side. How devastating would that be? Jeez. 142, 32. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be. It's impossible, but still. Well, look, I thought it was impossible for the Bengals to beat the Steelers last night. A little bit different. Yeah, I know. I get it. 75 points is a whole different Different than 17 and a half. But if you're a DraftKings uh, user, they have that set up right now. Fire when ready. Pick your game and build your bankroll. Yeah, it's uh, you can bet, I believe, up to yeah $50 max bet. So for all intents and purposes... Free fifty bucks. No, I love it. Uh, you know, since we since we're on the sports, we're going down the sports rate wagering rabbit hole here. Have you seen the new William Hill app? I have. And have you played with it? And and if so, um, I mean, it was a far cry from DraftKings. Right? Did they narrow the gap? Is they it, did. Is there still some work to be done? I know there were a lot of people frustrated just getting the new app from William Hill, but they and got paid for the wait, though, right? Didn't you get a couple of? Uh, I know I never did. Didn't you? I didn't. Wow. 
Some people might have. Maybe it was the people that complained a little bit more. I think, Trent, that there was texts, uh, tweets, rather, from William Hill, Iowa, whatever their um, Twitter account uh-huh. is. Maybe and that gives you a, um, a heads up on how to claim your, your free money. I don't know for sure. Gotcha. But I did see that a couple of places, so check into that. Uh, but but uh, It's nice. It is good? Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's a huge upgrade from what it was, and... I haven't played around a whole lot with it, and the reason is... You're a DraftKings guy. That's where I went. I I opened up. Where was I first? William Hill, because they were first. Uh And I played with that and played around, and it was fine because it was... Anything was going to be fine as it pertains to wagering. But then DraftKings comes along, and I give it a shot. And I also like doing the Daily Fantasy, so I was already Mm kind of involved in that Mm -hmm. one. And went up to Jefferson, opened up the account. Don't have to once uh, starting next, uh, (laughs) what is it, next Saturday? Next Friday. Next Friday. A week from Friday. And away I went. And started playing around more with that. Boy, they have a lot more options as it pertains to futures. Mm -hmm. They have a lot more kind of interesting different promotions that they do seemingly day after day after day. And I became hooked. And that's where I have stayed for the most part. And have taken almost all my money out of William Hill and moved wow. it over there. So to get me back now, going to be difficult because there's I have no negatives for what what's happening with DraftKings. You know what's going to get you back? Seven or over here six and a half. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's why I still keep a little bit over in the other account sure. when I run into those things. But to swing back completely the other way, it's going to be difficult. But more options. More betting venues, yep. as you mentioned, January 1st. Don't have to go to the properties. Nope. What a day that's going to be. It is, and not just uh, DraftKings or William Hill. Every single one of them that is licensed to do business in our state. By the way, uh, somebody just reminded us of this tweet. Here, here's one tip. Never bet a lot to make a little. Oh, Because man. in the end, it's going to bite you. Did you see some of those yesterday? I did, including one at William Hill here in Iowa. Yes. Somebody bet. I never understand that. Here's what I don't get uh-huh. about sports betting. And I think I got a pretty... Well, I know you do, and... Um, why do you bet $51,371.21 for a return of $4,670.11? I mean, why do you bother with the 21s? Was that cleaning out his account or I, her that account? Be, that has to be what it is. They, they were going to net, uh, they bet 51000 to make 4600 And of course, the Steelers came up on the wrong side of that one. So this has been one of your adages. For as long as I've known you. It, I mean, it's just not in that. It's it's certainly in horse racing. Mm-hmm. Never been a short price favorite because they're going to beat you anyways. Um, so that's good. So we've got some NBA af- opportunities tonight. And DraftKings has a heck of a special going on. I'm glad you alerted the audience to that. What you also alerted the audience to, uh, to yesterday. And I'm actually... Um, you know, more patting you on the back for that one than I am the DraftKings news. Trent, look, I don't care what anybody says or when anybody tries to claim it. You had the information first that the coaching staff at the University of Iowa, that there were multiple positive cases. And you said so yesterday, about this time, 24 hours ago yesterday, you broke the news. People might have known about it and hadn't said anything about it. We're waiting, dot, dot, dot. Um, good for you. Whoever that source is that you have, keep that person he or she very close to you because that's good information now the other shoe uh, that you also alluded to is going to drop today because the players were tested at some point yesterday with the results to come today Mm -hmm. and as you said there was no practice but it's not like the players all of them were gone some of them were lifting, were working out, were lifting weights they were all getting together and eating at the training table and dot 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 so um, 
the fear that we are now living with, maybe fear is not the right word. Concern. Concern is a better. If you're, if you're a fan uh, of the Hawkeye football program, if you do this or this for a living or anything like this, media-wise, sports media-wise, you want to um, have uh, both of the needle movers in bowl games. And now it sounds as though, because Missouri's got problems too. I they mean, they do. had 50 guys, that, 54 guys, I believe, suited up for the game this weekend. And they're not practicing until even after I was shut down through Christmas, correct? They uh, Five days hold is what they said last night in the release from Gary Barta and Kirk Ferentz that they are pausing activities for five days, which leads them to Saturday. I believe at least some of the guys from Missouri can start to go through some walkthrough stuff on Friday. But as it pertains to the full team, yeah, you're looking at probably next week before Missouri mm-hmm. is going to get on the field. They had two of their main guys that are still playing opt out. Yep. That will not be playing yeah, in the bowl game. Right. And you wonder also for Iowa, the Alaric Jacksons, mm-hmm. the Davion Nixons, mm-hmm. those type of players, if they're also going to go that route too and just say, you know what, it was fun, we ended six straight, but we're going to move on and get right. ready for the draft. And I, for anybody that that is happening to now, I understand the argument. And, and we've gone back and forth and heard from a lot of different people in the past about mm-hmm. why they don't like these guys opting out. This season, though, Come on, this is a completely and different any season for me. Right, and, and for me, if you and, want and we're both out, on that out. same page. Right. But I can at least I'm willing to hear the other side. I don't agree mm-hmm. with it, but this year you can't. Don't come up with that no. argument. Don't even try this year. No, I mean very very few fan venues uh, can fans go to. There's some that family weren't even allowed to. How about yeah. the Rose Bowl moving? By the way, uh, to Jerry, we got so many things that we didn't get to yesterday. At some uh-huh. point, I want to bring up Charlie Woods. <laughs> Find a future ticket on him. Yeah, exactly. Good God, he looks just just chip off the old block, right? The way he his actions on the golf course, and the kid can flat out play. My God, watching some of his shots this uh, and I did, I just saw it on Twitter. I didn't yeah. devote any time to watching uh, the event, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, that was unbelievable. The mannerisms, yes. Of it's if, dad. It's a chip off the old blocks. It's Little Tiger. It's Little Tiger. <laughs> and there were a couple, there was a video clip of like father, like son is what it was called on Twitter. It was like two minutes. Yeah. And just how he puts his hand on his hip and he twirls the club after he makes what looks like it's going to be a decent shot. Just those little things. And yeah. it's not, you know, the, the fist pump. Golfers all over the place sure. do the fist pump now. Of course, they got it from Tiger. But those little things, just the way that he walks. Well, he walked one into the hole, yes. pointing at it when Dad made a putt. It was great. It was terrific. And and um, um, what's his? Um, well, Mom, Elon Norgren, yeah, yeah. Alan Norgren. Well, Elon. whatever. Um, the former Mrs. Woods. That's got to be the first time she's seen her ex-husband play golf since the. Oh, I'm sure in person. Yeah, in, in person since the uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, night debacle from a few years ago. So that that was really wonderful theater and and good for Tiger. You know, just seeing a different side of a robotical athlete if there ever was one. And that's how we at least we think that we know him. But but watching that side of dad, you know, of a father uh, of of Tiger being a father, it was great to see. Really was. Uh, so um, good for that. And, and uh, again, didn't watch it, but uh, saw the event on Twitter. So back to the. Did we finish the BMW Des Moines? Yes, we did. Guest list. So we'll pay very close attention to Iowa, pursuant to are they or will they or won't they? Uh, will they be able to uh, answer the bell uh, when they get down to Nashville? Um, at some point, they're going to fly the day before the game. Bowls are entirely different. Bowls are just completely different. Missouri's planning on going experience. a couple of days early. Yeah, but they're not. They're Iowa. If if all things go according to plan, and here's the other part of the plan, Trent. And- 
We'll get to you in just a second. Please be patient. The amount of days, it's now 17. They changed the rule the Big Ten did. So if these positive tests come back today, there's no way these kids can play in the ball. Oh, no doubt, yeah. So we don't know how many that's going to affect. There was a players-only meeting yesterday. Um, they said they want to play. said that they want to play. And Lysticow forced the hand of, of Barta and Ferris to put out that statement because he was the first one to report that the, uh, that the program had gone on pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, deserves credit for that. And everybody in the media, in the uh, print media, gave him credit, as they should, uh, for doing that. So we'll watch that very closely. Uh, but you just get the sense, man, because we've seen this movie far too many times this fall. When we start to see the shutdowns, when we start to see the pauses, when we start to see the number of cases, we know what coming usually on a Saturday. We certainly don't hope that the Hawkeyes are finished playing their football. Ray, let's get him in here. We welcome uh, you to the program here on a Tuesday. Uh, John Bowen camp coming up more on the Hawks. Ray, uh, good to speak with you. Thanks for being patient. What's on your mind? No problem. Two fast things. Did DirecTV come through with ABC for the Iowa State game? Uh, no, but it was good by Sunday. Oh, it, it, so hang it's on a, a second. It's I didn't a, even know that. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't be going over for anything, I no. would guess. No. Well, that's news to me, Trent. Thank yeah. you. And for the markets across the country that were impacted by NFL football on Sunday, a lot of happy people because they got it done right before noon our time. Good, because there's, I think there's a couple of bowl games on Saturday that, yes. uh, that, we're, that we're not going to be shown. So, Ray, uh, they didn't on Saturday, but according to my partner, who's breaking story after story, <laughs> uh, that one he didn't break, but uh, it's, it's good going forward. Ray, what else? The second thing is, I was looking at football schedule, and I see the FCS starts in February. What kind of TV schedule do these guys You know, funny, Ray, I was thinking the same thing driving in this morning. You were. I was. Did you uh, talk to Ray on your way I in? didn't. Okay. I mean, maybe we should have. Uh, Ray, I will find out the answer to that, because i got to assume... You know, maybe a CBS Sportsnet 221 mm-hmm. on DirecTV might pick up some of those games. Remember uh, Comcast Chicago had that I contract, and along with a lot of right. NBC football. So you're probably going to see a lot of the games that way. And if you're... I'm trying to think here. All right, so you got CBS has got basketball. Yeah. ABC's got some men's college basketball. If you're WHO 13... All right, well, let's see. What do we no, got here? I don't here? know if they can. Can you pick up? I mean, I hope they can. I'm yeah. going to watch it. Ray, are you looking forward to it? It's college football. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir. And it's funny because... Ray, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You know, the funny thing to me, Ken, is this was on paper coming into the year. Man, again, coming into this year. This looked to be probably... Farley's best team with the chance to unseat North Dakota State. Mm. They had that kind of talent coming back. Despite Lance going the whole way? Yeah. Well, and that was also a piece of it. Yeah. But you and I lost guys. They had the the tight end that transferred to Mm K-State, so he was able to get a little bit of film here. And who's going to be around? And those top-level guys are going to be getting ready for the draft. And even if it's – you're probably not going to be drafted, but free agent route – what makes more or, sense? Or young players. Yeah. No, I'm with Ray. I, I'm going to watch. It's not like I'm going to go into this. Like I'm. Oh, I'll watch the XFL at least the first week. I think I'll give this more than a cursory look. I I believe I will. Look, I'm not going to turn off an Iowa State or an Iowa basketball game because you know those are the important things here. Mm-hmm. I think it's too much, but then they move the needle. 16 team bracket this year for FCS, so not right. the 24 that we've seen and, and here recently. And when will it start? It will begin April 24th. 
Gotcha. Round of 16. So they're going to play a couple of months before we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Eight games, uh, you and I schedule all conference games, obviously. Yeah. Illinois State, South Dakota, Mo State, Western Illinois, Southern, Youngstown, finish up North Dakota State, South Dakota State, the uh, big two. At the end. Right at the end. And uh, they'll get both those games in Cedar Falls at the Unidome. Well, look, I, I'm in. Now, television, that's something uh, that we should do some digging mm-hmm. into. Perhaps one of the uh, folks at, uh, at Northern Iowa would help us answer that question because yep. Ray wants to know. And uh, we'll try and get you that answer, Ray. appreciate the call. So tonight, Trent, we've got a little basketball. Actually, we've got some, boy, 8 o'clock. Um, of course, the Hawks are playing, but see who else is up at 8 o'clock? Kansas, West Virginia. It's a nice game, huh? Yeah, I'll say. Uh, that's a really good game. I think there's a Big 12. Texas Tech plays somebody early. Is it Oklahoma, maybe? I think Wisconsin plays tonight. North Carolina, NC State, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. You're Uh, right on that one. And Wisconsin, Nebraska? Wisconsin, Nebraska. That's up in Madison. I've not seen Wisconsin play this year. I think I'll probably be there. But Guess what? They look like Wisconsin basketball. (laughs) You've seen them one year. You've seen them every year. That's a good point. Uh, That's funny. Uh, But there's a pretty good bowl game on tonight at that time, too, right? BYU BYU. and, and, uh, and UCF. So... Um, this is a pretty good Tuesday, huh? Not bad. Not bad at all. It would have been real nice if we would have got Iowa State right after we went off the air, but yeah. beggars can't be choosers, I no. guess. Look, Iowa State, Trent, back to back to Friday night. I, I didn't see any of the game on, on Sunday, but I did see a lot of the game on Friday night. They hung with West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I thought West Virginia was going to physically manhandle them. And uh, it be, look, we've seen some really good Iowa State teams go to Morgantown and get beat. And not embarrassed isn't the right word, but kind of get pushed around or kind of left uh, kind of at the end of the game wondering how bad they really want to be there for those last mm-hmm. few minutes. These guys, Bolton led the way. Uh, he was outstanding. He really was. And he was about it offensively. Yeah, They're, Saul, they need more from Solomon Young on a night-in, night-out basis, right? But for a performance like that, you go in there. West Virginia didn't play very well offensively, but right. that was the best defensive performance we've seen from Iowa yes. State this year. and. That's the way they're going to have to be. There's not enough offensive talent where they're going to win a bunch of games in the Big 12, 82, 78. It's not the way they're going. They're going to have to grind. They're going to have to win 67, 65. They're going to have to ugly things up. That's their best course of action to win. And for the first time, I think, this year, we saw that kind of defensive Mm -hmm. performance. That's where it is. Offensively, Bolton can get to the rim. Yep. He can hit some shots. Yep. Coleman Lambs, Mm -hmm. all right. Yep. But still, Solomon Young. Johnson. Still limitations offensively. He's he can hit that open yeah. jumper, you know, the fourteen footer. He's fine, but he's not a guy that you are going to consistently get sixteen a night from. No, he's got that little hook shot right underneath the mm-hmm. basket, and they want to get him the ball down there. But uh, look, this was the. I didn't think they were going to be the New York Jets of the Big Twelve basketball, right? I, I really didn't. But this watching this. You, you came away with this thinking, all right, there's going to be some nights, some cold nights in January, February, where a decent team's going to share the floor with them, and Iowa State's going to upset them. And that's what it's about for me this year, is, is to watch Prome take this group of guys and try and bring them together and try and move them forward. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of wins. There's not going to be a lot of payoff on this season, I don't think. I don't think even the most hardcore Cyclone fan feels that way. But take some steps. You know, Give the, uh, give the fan base some... Uh, some nights when they turn off the TV, or if they're one of the lucky ones, what do they have? Thirteen hundred, I think, in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you get one of those tickets that you walk out of Hilton thinking, all right, it's not the best year, but that was a hell of an effort. Win or lose, yeah, I know there's no moral victories, but maybe this year you take away a few of those because there's not going to be a lot of the real ones. At least you don't think. Good effort out of Iowa State uh, on Friday night. Real quick on the football game last night, and 
there's another aspect of this because we are now two weeks away from the final week of the regular season, and we're trying to figure, at least I am, I like these things, maybe you don't spend a minute thinking about it, is what game NBC is going to pick up on because the, they get to flex week 17. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they don't. There's been a case. Yeah, I think twice. Is there been twice? Yeah, and, last and year recent, and. No, I don't think. I think last year they did. Was it two years ago? Maybe it was two. within the last two years. Yes. They didn't. Yeah, right. Uh, I've already figured it out. Oh, you got that? Yes, I can, I can go ahead. You and got can, the week 17. Ken, I do. Ken Miller is reporting. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speculating. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> It's it's the AFC North. It, it it'll be it could uh-huh. be the battle for the um, uh, for the outright division. Cleveland hosts Pittsburgh. Steelers Browns. Right, and I think you got it. I, I mean, it has to be right. Cleveland can win the division. Do you give the Colts? I mean, do you give the Steelers a chance to beat the? It's the NFL. I get it. Any given yeah. Sunday. Do you think the Colts will beat the Steelers this week? Making a pick right now. I'm picking the Colts, and I'm doing it. Two-fisted. I, I'm going in. Totally agree with you. Do you know what the number is in that game? I don't, but it's got to be... Uh, it's in Pittsburgh. It is. Um, six? It's one and a half. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. After last night's performance, mm. you know I like to play the other side. I like to to be when everybody's zigging, I'm zagging, yeah. as it pertains especially to NFL betting. No thanks. No I'll take the Colts all day long. Minus one and a half. Meanwhile, the Brownies play the Jets. They've got their win. They got their win. They've got their win. You don't see a winning streak coming? No, I don't. We will get to week 17, and NBC may as well go and announce it right now because that's going – even if the Steelers find a way to win the game, Uh with the tiebreaker, um, if the Brownies could beat them, then we go into the tiebreaker minutia. I think that's the that's the game. I think that we are going to get a Sunday night game before everybody realizes it's 2021 and the Christmas break is behind us. And gosh darn, we got to go to work in the morning and back to the grind. And we will close out the holiday season with Sunday night football and NBC, the Browns hosting the Steelers. We'll see. We will talk with John Bowenkamp next. You know what? Don't we have a couple of kicks and no shirts to give away? Oh, good call. And by the way, yes. my wife tried to buy uh, three of them this mm-hmm. weekend. She wants all the boys to get one. Oh, yeah. And I do, too. I want them to all have one. Um, they're flying off the shelves. Yes, they are. They, they're, they're one size. They're out of them. And they're printing more. Whoever came up with this KXNO logo, mm-hmm. um, it's tremendous. It really and truly well, is. It's the guys over at Boz Prints who do great work. The t-shirts, it's not just that... A flimsy, you know, T-shirt you yes. get spring. These are nice T-shirts. Right. We got a couple. Your boys are going to get a couple. Yeah. Kind of kids are going to get a couple. They're thirty bucks each. Yeah. Boss prints, and I thought that's pretty reasonable, mm-hmm. but um, tough to get. And apparently, they're printing more here. Maybe did my wife say Wednesday? Anyways, uh, if you if you want one of those, so here's how you're going to get one right now. We'll take you off the air. Uh, you can come with the trivia question yesterday. It's Kexano's birthday, twentieth birthday coming up a week from Friday. So, um. We're going to do a KXNO trivia question. Okay. I can't remember the year. <laughs> right. So in 2000, in either seven or eight, I think it was 2008, the radio award that, that every radio station wants to win is called a Marconi. KXNO has been nominated for a Marconi once. I need to know one of the two shows, there were three of us, I don't care about mine, the two other shows that I wasn't part of, name one of them. Okay. If you could name one of them, we'll give you a KXNO shirt. 
at 284-5966. We'll take you off the air. That's going to be the trivia question. 2008, KXNO's nominator for Marconi. There were three shows. Not the one I was part of, the other two. Give us one of the other two. If you get it right, we'll give you a shirt. Miller and Condon back with John Bowen, Cab 1460, KXNO 106. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460, KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, just past 1030. Michael Swaim covers Iowa State for 247 Sports. He's coming up in about 15 minutes. We had our winner, Trent Condon, who won the T-shirt. Uh, our winner was, let me head to my sent mail, Jacob. Jacob won it, and uh, he'll be picking up his medium shirt over at Boz Prince, the KXNO logo with the bush light theme, they are going quickly. Yeah, I'll say, and Christmas just a couple of days away. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we would have taken Cotler and Company and uh, the John Miller Show, which aired uh, two to four. Crazy. This lineup is better. Yet that one was nominated yeah. for a mark. Well, and no our offense first, to anybody that uh, the other guys. Well, and the first guess, uh, the first call that we took was guess Murphy and Andy, not on the air on KXNO no, at the time. They weren't. Uh, let, that was they came after the F-bombs. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the next trivia question. Now that's one we <laughs> da, want to da, forget. Da. Uh, let's get John Bowenkamp in here. IowaCollegeHoops.com. He joins the program. John Trenton, Ken, we're going to talk college basketball, obviously. is pretty big Big Ten tilt here tonight as Purdue has had their number. Uh, but we've got to start oh, yeah. with, the, uh, with, the, with the big news, and that's the, uh, the football program now going on pause. Uh, six coaches uh, have been uh, tested positive. The players. I guess, John, they get their test results at some point today. Um, how precarious uh, of a spot right now uh, is this upcoming bowl game in Nashville, do you think? I think it's pretty precarious. I mean, I, I you know, I, when, when you could kind of tell yesterday uh, when we were talking to Gary Barta, and he was kind of, I, I don't want to say he was dropping hints, but he was saying things that made it sound like they knew that, that there was some sort of outbreak within the program. Now, whether it was just coaches, they didn't know about players, obviously, because a lot of them had gone home, um, you know, and were just getting back that day. But you could kind of tell they knew something was up. And so last night when the news came out, I wasn't really that surprised. I mean, if it's just kind of contained to the coaches and the support staff, I don't think it's a problem. Um, but if you start getting a bunch of players and, you know, especially if it's like, you know, a whole group of offensive linemen or defensive linemen or whatever, then it, then I think it becomes pretty clear. Even with that, unless it's an outbreak of 20, 30, 40 people, for me personally, and maybe I'm just weird this way, if Spencer Petras, if a bunch of starters couldn't go, I still want to see yeah. him play because – I want to see these young guys. Not <laughs> a bad point, Trent. What do you think the fan base? I mean, if it plays out that way for a bowl game that yeah. I mean, normally doesn't mean a whole lot, it means even less this season. Don't you just say we're, we can only bring forty-five guys, but we're going to try because we're going to get a real opportunity to see the young ones? Am I crazy here? I, it's possible. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think the thing is, if there isn't. Like I said, if there isn't a position group, if you don't lose, right. you know, if you lose spot, your your entire starting offensive line or whatever, um, you know, I do think they play. I mean, I, I think the, the story, you know, that came out last night that 
you know, the leadership group voted to play, I think that means they're confident that they've got enough to go down there and do this. Um, you know, so, so, I mean, to me, it's, that's the biggest thing in, 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 in my mind is, you know, how, you know, how many it is obviously, but you know, if they've got enough to practice, if they've got enough to play, I think they still do this. And I mean, there was a lot of sentiment last night. You started seeing people, why even play this game? Why do this? Why do that? You know, I, I think if, if the players want to play and they can play, and if you get your coach, you know, you, if you do get a lot of these coaches back, you know, before you leave for Nashville, I, I think you play the game. I mean, I think that's what you do. But yeah. like I said, I, I think it comes down to, you know, how many people there are and, and in what position groups. Yeah, I'm with you, John. Uh, the kids want to play. The kids have been through a lot. They've sacrificed a lot to entertain us all fall. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. Yes, there clearly are, uh, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but they've been in the middle of a pandemic all fall. If this is their reward, if this is something that they want, um, I, I, I'm all for it. And I like Trent's point as well. You know, we might get to see some guys that, uh, there's no spring game anymore for the most part, right? So maybe this kind of acts like that in some respects. So John, right. let, I mean, I, yeah. So finish your point. Go ahead. No, 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 you're right. I mean, it, I mean, if the players want to play, and I mean, and by all, like I said, by all accounts, they do, then then go ahead and play the game. I mean, I don't think, you know, if everybody, you know, the players that have tested negative and the coaches, they, as as Gary Barta said yesterday, anybody who's available to get on that plane on the 29th, they're going to go, yep. you know, so. Good. Uh, let's move over to basketball, John. Uh, sure. Saturday, same time as, uh, you know, the, the Big 12 is playing their championship, but uh, uh, a lot of folks had a couple of TVs going at the same time, watching number one versus number three. What struck me in the aftermath, John, is the number of uh, arrows that are being shot at McCaffrey's starting lineup got a bench Bohannon. What the hell is Connor McCaffrey doing on the floor? I'm surprised that, I mean, this is Gonzaga we're talking about. And sure, we wondered, you know, what they would look like after their long layoff. They look pretty damn good. Uh, but right. are you surprised that there are so many people calling for changes after one loss for crying out loud? Sure. I mean, no, no, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I had that feeling when I woke up Saturday morning and everybody was all excited, and that's cool. That's fine. It was a big game. But I also had that feeling, okay, if there's a letdown here, you know, the, you know every, there's going to be a certain segment of, of the group that, that, that want to see changes, et cetera, et cetera. Why, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And the fact of the matter is they didn't shoot the ball well. You know, they didn't shoot the ball well from the free throw line, which, you know, that, as you guys know, that irritates me to no end. <laughs> and um, when teams don't shoot free throws well. So, I mean, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, if, if they make, you know, instead of four of 22 three-pointers, if they make eight of 22, that's still not a good day, but they win that game. You know, so I, you know, like I said, I, I think, you know, you, you, you know, it doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't, and, and, and Fran has said this many times too, it doesn't matter who starts. It's, it's who gets right. the minute. Totally agree. And, and if you look at the end of the day, if you look at the, you know, the guys that got the minutes, those were the minutes they usually get anyway. So I don't think, you know, I mean, again, you know, he's not going to shift the starting lineup. Now, does somebody get a few more minutes here or there? Well, okay, that's going to happen. But, I mean, I, there isn't going to be wholesale changes because, you lost. You're the number three team in the country, and you lost to the number one team. This team can score. Yes. Defense is still the concern, right? Bigger concern after what you saw after Gonzaga. Same. Have to see how it is in Big Ten play. 
to get to a Final Four, you got to win four straight games, unless you're playing right. in Dayton. But you got to win four straight games. Do you think this team can get good enough defensively? Maybe that's a better way to put it. Can get to that place to win those four straight to get to a Final Four? Yeah, and I mean, and, and part of and, and let's and let's be honest, the other you know, Gonzaga threw in a lot of stuff from from very deep. And those are ones that, that a lot of times you just you just say, okay, go ahead if you want to take yeah, that shot. Right. <laughs> go ahead and take it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there were also, especially in the second half, there was a lot of, of poor defense inside. You know, I mean, a lot of guys got easy layups. And I think, in my mind, that's where the biggest correction needs to be. You know, you can't let them attack the basket the way they did in the second half. You can't let Purdue do that tonight. You can't let Big Ten teams do that. To me, that's going to be the biggest thing from a defensive standpoint moving forward. Is how can they how can they contain you know some of those drives that Gonzaga got, in the, especially in the second half? Because it was I mean they let a lot of easy layups go, and I mean and, and you've got to get stops to when you're down that much. You've got to get stops to make a run, and they just didn't make enough. Uh, what, what is it about this Purdue team that's given McCaffrey fits? I mean, last year we remember the first one, right? Wasn't that the 40-pointer or something yeah. like that? It was a crazy, lopsided game where Purdue just walloped them, uh, and then they came over here and they beat him here. So what is it about this Purdue team that gives McCaffrey fits? I, I think they've, they've game-planned for them very well. and I mean, and that was that was something that was said yesterday on the Purdue Zoom call is that, that, I mean, they've, they've been able to figure out Iowa and what they do well. Um, you know, what happened over in, in West Lafayette, and Matt Painter even said that yesterday, because, you know, we got an early lead and then it just kept rolling. And, you know, and, and those games happen. I've seen enough college basketball. Those games happen where, you know, even the best teams can just get steamrolled by somebody on their home court. And I think that's what happened. The, to me, the bigger loss last year was, when they lost to him at Carver because, I mean, they still let Purdue do some of the same things. But Purdue just plays, I mean, they're, it's a typical Purdue team. It's a, it's a team with, you know, that, that random big guy inside that can cause problems. And, and they play they play solid defense and they do some things. And, and you know, they, they get Iowa out of their game plan a little bit and they, they upset them a little bit. And, and, I mean, this Hawkeye team is like a lot of teams. They're really good when they get in rhythm, but if you get them out of their rhythm, They've got to find a way to win, and Purdue has been able to do that over the years with them. And, and that's they, the side of Matt Painter's just a really good coach. No, no question about it. And they only see Purdue once, right? Iowa Purdue, they're a single game on the. I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I'd have to look at the schedule. Yep. I, I have so many schedules in my head. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, I do think they go. I can't remember. I think they go over there. But, I mean, it's one of those things. This is a tough opener for them. I mean, this, yeah. is, a, this is a Purdue team that. That, that I, I think could give them a little bit of trouble tonight. And to me, to me, it's it's how they rebound. It's how that you know rebound literally. I mean, because that was another issue the other day. And I mean, they're going to have to out rebound them. They're going to have to be better on the glass against them than they have been. Good stuff, John Bowencamp, IowaCollegeHoops.com, amongst others. Saw your piece at HawkeyeNation.com this weekend. You're a busy guy. We're grateful for that. I'm Thank everywhere. You, you indeed are. All right. Merry Christmas, Thanks. John. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys, too. Good to talk to you. Yep, take care. Jumbo and Cam on the Hawks. This is a single play? It is a single play, yeah. They play Purdue game one. That's it. Don't see them again. A good start for Iowa in Big Ten play. If you have visions of 1979, getting that off, you have to get off to a good start. Because we talked about it when the schedule came out. The last half of the schedule, the last ten are ridiculous. 
You have six on the road. You have to go to places including Indiana, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan. Your home games are against Wisconsin and Rutgers and Ohio State. Oh, and that road game against Illinois right in the middle of all of it. Oh, my gosh. They have to pile up a lot of victories early. Not being hyperbolic. If they really realistically want a chance of a regular season title, I think at minimum they have to be 8-2 and two through the first 10. Uh, Michael Swaim on Iowa State coming up next. Uh, their basketball has been, um, well, uh, there is none until 2021. They were scheduled to play their final game uh, t- uh, today, at, uh, this afternoon. That has been canceled due to the pandemic. We'll talk football and basketball of the Iowa State variety next with Michael Swaim from 24-7 Sports on Miller & Condon, 1460, KXNO and 106. Prize pool ever. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Vinny Iyer covers the NFL for the Sporting News. He will lead off our number two, Zubin Mahente, our friend from ESPN, ESPN Radio, although I think he's double-dipping some college football back on television here uh, coming up uh, during the holiday break. Michael Swaim covers Iowa State Cyclone Alert. It's part of 24-7 Sports, and he joins us. Michael, Trent, Ken, good to speak with you. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to speak with you guys, too. It's definitely an, an exciting time for everything Iowa State sports. Indeed it is. Uh, could have, um, we certainly would have elevated it even further had they been able to you know, seal the deal and come back and uh, win the football game late when they're marching down the field. But uh, take nothing away from the remarkable season that they had. Do you know, Michael, that somebody was asking me this yesterday, a friend of mine, uh, talking about what potentially this roster might look like. And everybody gets a free year, uh, so to speak. And he was more, he was concerned about I'm not concerned is the right word, but curious about the uh, some of the decisions uh, between the football staff and the and the seniors that could conceivably come back. You know, he mentioned a guy like a Lawrence White, a Jaquan Bailey, uh, Dylan Sainer, these type of guys that you know everybody got a free year this year. Do you have any idea when the determination will be amongst the seniors as far as their plans pursuant to either coming back or moving away? Definitely. I think everything that we've heard maybe from an Iowa State perspective so far has been that those conversations will kind of happen when the season ends and when previously it was kind of when we get past the Big 12 title game and now it kind of seems like when we get past this Fiesta Bowl game is when maybe those decisions will be made. Um, in terms of maybe the total numbers of guys being back, you know, there's the, the 16, 17 seniors that they have right now. I think some of it could be who's necessarily maybe invited back. And then also there's some guys that maybe just decide, you know what, maybe my career's done. Maybe someone like, you know, Dylan Sainer says, you know what, I've kind of battled through my Iowa State career. I've had some injuries. Let's move on to maybe the next stage. Um, or maybe someone like Lawrence White says, hey, you want to what? Let me come back for another year. This defense looks like it's going to be really good. Um, this team overall with the talent it's going to have back just without the seniors looks like it's going to be really good. Um, but I think right now it's maybe a little too early to say who necessarily specifically will come back. Um, but I do think we are going to see, you know, maybe double digit. I would probably mm-hmm. ballpark um, guys come back. Just you think up and down the roster, you know, maybe someone like a Jake Hummel who hasn't necessarily started a bunch yep. of games for Iowa State in his career. Maybe he decides to come back and, 
you know, go for one more year. Maybe someone like Sean Foster decides to come back because he hasn't started a ton of games in his Iowa State career. So I think it's a fluid situation and some conversations that need to be had on both sides because I think it is about both parties, what both parties want and what's best for, you know, both sides of this. You were in uh, Dallas and Arlington for the championship game, an environment that is certainly different. You know, there's times they cut to the shots, though, and boy, it looks really packed there. Now, it's also the angles that they do. They're television people. They know what they're doing, and and the cameramen put those things together. But describe the environment for us, if you can, and certainly different than a normal football game. I know you made it to Jack Trice a number of times this season, but the Big 12 title game, the experience being in that huge building, but not at a capacity crowd. I actually thought it was louder than I anticipated. Um, I, I thought that you know both fan bases honestly were making a bunch of noise for their teams. Um, and in terms of maybe the, the packedness of it, I was a little surprised by how many people they were able to fit in Jerry World. Um, of course, it's just a massive stadium with so much room. But I think they fit like 18,000, 19,000 people in there which all things considered, just a lot of people in one area. But it did seem like they did a pretty good job of the social distancing and all of that. Um, it wasn't maybe as spaced out as, say, Jack Trice Stadium has been in the games that I've been to at Jack Trice. Um, but I think just the atmosphere itself was really cool. And I was really thrilled to see so many Iowa State fans make it down. Um, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything going on, it's just a, a tough time for people to travel. But I thought it was really cool to see that many Iowa State fans. And, of course, not surprised at all with you know how well Iowa State fans just travel in general, but I thought it was a great atmosphere, and I thought that you know in terms of the atmosphere at the Big Twelve title game, of course it wasn't you know packed jury world where it's just a raucous atmosphere, but I thought it was really loud, just all things considered. Yeah, I heard the same thing from some uh, people that I talked to, Cyclone fans that were in the building said the same thing. Uh, they were surprised how loud it was. Uh, Michael Swain, twenty four seven Sports Cyclone Alert is the website. Uh, in the aftermath of the game, uh, was was Jake Remsburg brought up at, at all with Coach Campbell? We saw him on the sideline. He went out very early. I think he's had a terrific year for getting thrown into the fire like he did um, er, early in the season and um, and taking that place as a redshirt freshman on the offensive line. I didn't think he looked out of place at all and got better as the year went on his arm was in a sling any update on remsburg who uh quietly had a really nice year definitely um so matt campbell didn't say anything specific of maybe that where the injury happened um i did look and it happened on the first play matt campbell did say that too um, but it looked like it happened on the first play from scrimmage where he kind of got twisted and maybe his arm got uh, maybe extended it looked like if you're just put a pointing maybe like somewhere in the upper body shoulder area um, he didn't necessarily say a, a timetable at that point post game. Um, I guess we'll see if we can get an update on that when we talk to Coach Campbell, maybe later this week or whenever we get to talk to him next. But Jake Remsburg, I think, has been one of the really not even surprised, but one of the real stellar freshmen that's played this season. I mean, you look at Daryl Simmons, who uh, earlier today was named to second team freshman All American by the Athletic. Um, I think if you look at maybe the right side of the offensive line, you've got two redshirt freshmen there that both performed really well. Um, and I think especially maybe as a right tackle, you know, the tackle spots can be so tough, especially in a conference like the Big 12 where you think about all the defensive ends you have to go against. Of course, the guys at Oklahoma, but you think about Wyatt Hubert, you know, at Kansas State, yeah. and there's just a bunch of defensive ends you have to go against. And I thought he did a really good job. I can really only think of one game where I was like, oh, you know, Remsburg not having his best game. But I think overall, being a redshirt freshman, being his first season full college football, I think he did really, really well. 
Michael, know you guys do a ton of uh, recruiting over at 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com for the Cyclone fans out there. Just plug that in. You do a great job with it. They get a commitment. It's a walk-on. It's a preferred walk-on. But from a kicker, mm-hmm. we know special teams and the issues that have been a big piece, not just of the Matt Campbell era, but Iowa State football for a long time. What can you tell us about Tyler Bittman? Definitely. Um, yeah, Iowa State fans should be really excited. Um, and it's so weird because Iowa State had the number one kicker right. earlier this cycle, um, committed, Cole Becker. But he decided he's from California. He decided that, you know, he wants to play a little closer to home. So he decided to, you know, look elsewhere. But so then Iowa State picks up, you know, a commitment from Bittman yesterday, someone that of course kicking camps has labeled as one of the biggest legs in the country. Um, he's someone that I've looked at some of his film and he's got just some outstanding kickoffs where it's like 73 yards, 75 yards, got four seconds at hang time, you know, stuff that if you've watched Iowa State this season, that maybe hasn't been there. Where we've got, I think there was one game against Kansas where Iowa State used three kickers, I want to say, on kickoffs, where now all of a sudden you've got someone that has just a big leg that you can say, hey, let's kick out of back of the end zone, or hey, let's float this up to the one-yard line. Someone you can maybe play in your special teams kickoffs around so that you don't have those mistakes happen. I mean, because we saw it against Oklahoma, what happened with the kick returns for Oklahoma, where it feels like Iowa State's building momentum, and then Oklahoma gets a 30-yard kick return, they get it at the 40, and then it kind of feels like the momentum's lost there. But so it is a really good pickup for Iowa State, especially as a preferred walk-on, someone that that won't start on scholarship at least. Um, But definitely, I'll be interested to see if he does do field goals. Um, I don't know the specifics right now of what the plan is. Um, but definitely a, a good pickup for Iowa State, especially as a preferred walk-on. Yeah, I'd like to see him find a grad transfer out there mm-hmm. for, to handle the mm-hmm. field goal duties. We'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, Michael, final couple of minutes here with you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, over to college basketball. Boy, once they do get back on the court, and today's game, uh, obviously, as we know, is, is uh, not going to happen. But ready or not, uh, here comes the Big 12 inerrance, right? You get Baylor to get Baylor game one in 2021. Then you get number 10, Texas. Here comes 15, Texas Tech. you got to go to K-State before you host Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech again. My gosh, what a gauntlet to run through to begin 2021 in the Big 12. Definitely. And honestly, the entire Big Big 12 slate is going to be a gauntlet. And I think if you look at the season for Iowa State and kind of the remaining games, it's hard to not look back at that Kansas State game as a missed opportunity to get a win. You know, a team that's really struggled early on this season, got the game at home. And then you look at just the rest of the schedule, you know, you got to kind of struggle to find where maybe the wins are going to happen. You know, do they win, you know, on the road at Mississippi State in that SEC Big 12 challenge? Um, are they able to pick up a win in, in Bramlage, you know, away to Kansas State? Of course, you've got your two games against TCU, but they've been kind of feisty early on um, and what I've seen from them in the two Big 12 games so far. So it, it is going to be a gauntlet of a schedule. But I think if maybe Friday's game against West Virginia showed us anything, yep. it's that this team can hang around. It's just going to be a matter of can they kind of execute down the stretches of games to be able to win them? Because I think if you look at what's maybe happened against South Dakota State or they lost or even against Arkansas Pine Bluff, they have these stretches where it's just not great basketball, but then all of a sudden they turn it on. And it, it sometimes it's been too little too late. Or you look at maybe the games that they've won where it's, they've done it for a little longer stretches. But that's something that maybe Xavier Foster has talked about too, um, where he wants well, to be. And he's talked about the team. They're going to need him, Michael. Listen, the music's playing. <laughs> great job. Thanks for doing yep. this for us. Um, we'll do it again real soon. Thank you, Michael Swam. Have a great holiday. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you. We're out of time for that hour. Hour two coming up next.